Welcome to Psychotherapy. I'm Jet Dunlap, and I believe this episode is 110. So, I explore the human condition. Oh, really, Jet? You've done that a thousand times, ha huh? Well, you know what? I'm doing it again there, license-free Mickey. I'm doing it again because it needs to be done again and because it's been buzzing through my soul lately. My frequency has been tuned into it. And I've been exploring it. So I thought, well, let's lay it on the laps of my friends out there in Radio Land. Here's a golden oldie that's lost from the charts, but not your hearts. I'm Jed Dunlap. That's my radio announcer voice. I put it on you, folks. I put it on you. What is predestined? What is the parts of our life that we're in control of? Was I going to say that sentence or I just covered for myself by going in another direction? Yes. (laughs) Was that predestined? I'm pretty random. If I'm random, this random, and still, this is all predestined, that'd be weird. Are we on our best path? Are we living our best life? Does language set us up for failure? Does narrative set us up for failure? Does the greatest storytelling mechanism in today's world mess us up, TV and film? I don't know. But I will take you on a journey. What was that voice? (laughs) I'll take you on a journey through these questions and maybe along the way we'll discover something so get on board the boat that is my show psychotherapy the ss psychotherapy put on your boating shoes and let's get going Er, er. that's like a boat horn imagine it is i'm jet dunlap this is psychotherapy and it starts right now In my 20s, people used to come over to me all the time, whether it was work or family affairs or just friends, especially friends who worked with me in business or next to business, networking events. And they would say, that guy, Jeff Dunlap, and I'd correct them and say, my name is not Jeff, my name is Jet. And they'd go, okay, Jeff, I hear you loud and clear because they're idiots. But eventually they'd say, Jet, you're going to be a millionaire before 30. And not all these people had a vested interest in my success. You'd say, well, yeah, the people who wanted you to make money for their companies, they're going to say that. It's going to motivate you. But no, family members, friends, even enemies would say, you're going to be a millionaire by 30. And I'm starting to think that's not going to happen. I think I will not have a million dollars before my 30th birthday. I don't know what it is. Something just tells me that's not going to work. And that uh, kind of plagued me a little bit for a while there. I went into this, you know that movie Kung Fu? That television show Kung Fu. Sorry. I know nothing about it except for how that movie was described in other movies. But he goes out and wanders the world, right? Like a monk. Let's just use the reference of a monk. We all know what a monk is. Wandering around to find yourself. You have to go inside and discover who you are, what you are, why you are. And when you're doing that, if you do it right, and I've done it right and wrong, but over 10 years, it'll be 10 years this month since I've had a day job. If you do it right, you start to discover things and you start to figure out timeless insight, parallels between cultures, the commonality that bonds us all together in this human adventure called incarnation 
And that has been whatever chapter you decide to call it in my life. It's been the last 10 years figuring that all out. Then building all my skills, kind of going away from the world. That was not intentional, but it sure worked out for this year. (laughs) Didn't have to cancel any plans. Isn't that funny? Even though there's a pandemic, my life's about the same. But I went away to go in to figure myself out. Before, I was very much in the world. Multiple jobs, went to work, then after work I hung out with people. Didn't become a millionaire before 30. When I decided, and half of it was decided for me because my wife's lifestyle and her lack of interest in material things rubbed off on me. She's been more consistent than I have in her views, in her beliefs. So I like to think that uh, that's why she won out. wasn't her intention. So then I started thinking there's a way to monetize the skills that I've developed, which are far more specialized than they were before. So I build all these skills I learn about humans and how to deal with them. I become more insightful, pick up a sense that I didn't have before, learn things that the universe teaches me that could take lifetimes. What do you do with that? Talked about it in the last episode. Let's say you had a calling so strong that you knew in the fiber of your everything that you must go toward it. You've heard this old pony show before. People listen to pony shows, right? (laughs) You've heard it. But what if you had that and you followed it? Went away from it for a while to chase the almighty dollar. And then you came back to it. And I mean, you really came back to it. A long time. A great portion of your adulthood is devoted to this. There's a lot of quotes out there. You see them on Instagram. You see them on Facebook. And they're devoted to the idea that if you follow your bliss, if you follow your best life, if you chase... Not the white horse, that's heroin, you don't want to do that. But if you chase that dragon, again, sounds like heroin. What is it always about heroin when you're chasing something that's mythological? If you grab that leprechaun, that's probably heroin as well. But you know what I'm saying. If you go after that dream, if you wish upon a star, if you chase down that real you, you'll have it all. Tiger by the tail. You'll have it, that tiger. But what if you don't? (laughs) Yet. And just like a hero in any story, like I said in the last episode, of course, doubt comes in strong towards the eventuality. But have I been here before where I felt the eventuality was upon me? The time where my whatever it is connects with something that brings it to somewhere that it resonates with humans. And I can actually do that for a living. With books, with comedy, with movies, or with the show. I've been thinking lately, it's not been coming from a depressed place, because I quit that, Nancy Drew. No one's ever said that, it doesn't make any sense. But I quit that hardy boy. (laughs) Hardy boy, I don't think you could call a person a hardy boy these days. I quit that depression... So it's not coming from there, but it's the connector that I feel I'm lacking. Not being an all-knowing God who sits above the dome of the universe and messes with us, or has the people mess with us, or not mess with us, but does things. You know, not being that, not having that vantage point, 
I guess that I don't get to know when everything's supposed to happen. But why have I been given this feeling like it's close? What is that? And do I screw it up? Do I keep the connection from happening? I was meditating today, and I'm going to be honest with you, which usually is preceded by a lie with most people, but it's not with me. I meditated, and I haven't meditated in a while. There's my truth. It's just a weird, hard thing to do when you uh, want to. You get that. Diet. Trying to quit drinking. Trying to go to the gym, if the gym existed. Trying to go for a walk or a run. You get it. We're human. We share that. So I was meditating, and what came to me was connection. You can work as hard as you want on a thing, usually something creative, just meaning something that didn't exist, and now it does. Now remember, creativity does not mean poetry. It also can be programming for a computer program or an app. I don't want you to just think that creativity or creation is just in the field of liberal arts. It's not. Anything that didn't exist before and now exists, that's created. So in that world, you work really hard to create a thing, and then that creation has to be connected with something else to be in existence for the rest of us. There's this story, and I'm going to butcher it. When the Wright brothers flew their plane in Kitty Hawk, there was a guy who found out that news, ran out to his barn, and went and tested his plane, and it flew. And he had tested it months before, and it could have flown, but he put it off for fear of whatever. You know, I can't even imagine what it was like before you could fly. They probably thought your heart will burst, just like when they used to think that trains, if they went over a certain speed, you would just disintegrate. Humans don't know what they don't know until they know it, and so he didn't fly. He was too afraid. But this was a guy who could have been, and this is why I don't know his name. I know the Wright brothers. He could have been the first person in flight. But he wasn't, because he didn't connect. Wait, am I saying I'm that other guy? (laughs) Well, that's a miserable story. My point is, what are those connections? Was he predestined to be that guy? Were the Wright brothers predestined to be who they are? If your eventuality is preset and you only have slight deviations from that, what is it all about? Wouldn't that be devastating for a lot of us? We get to the end of this deal and we go, wow, we didn't even get to call it. Here's a thing that'll bake your noodle. I wouldn't exist without World War II, so I wouldn't exist without Hitler. Most of us wouldn't. My grandfather being in the war, he would not have gone to war. He would not have come back. And if you take that out in a butterfly effect, you would have never met my grandmother. My father wouldn't have been born and I wouldn't exist. Neither would Gina. Gina, being from Hungary, her family had to move because it was occupied. So the chain of events that would have created both of us would have been completely altered. We wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Hitler. Oh my God, can you imagine the ripple effect of that, of how many people's lives, the baby boomers, came out of Hitler's existence? So, I mean, it doesn't sound right to say I'm alive because of Hitler. I'm not going to give him credit at the Oscars, right? I'm not saying he's a good guy. I don't like that I have to say that he's not a good guy. I think we understand that he's not. But by the transferative property of all those events in that little ripple, here I am because of Hitler. 
and maybe someone in this world right now was not affected by the baby boomers, was not affected by World War II. But you have to be like Amish. And even that Amish person probably was. The weird thing about that little mind experiment that I was thinking about when I was trying to go to bed last night. Can you imagine that, by the way, if that's the kind of stuff that plagues your mind before you go to bed? Lucky you. Gina walks around this property. She's outside right now because I'm a modern man. She's the one doing the sanding on our trailer right now, our off-road trailer. So don't worry. I'm very progressive. I don't like the word hero unless it's describing me. So in this case, hero is the only way to describe me. Did I just call myself a hero and also credit Hitler for my existence? Ugh. That sounded weird. <laughs> anyway, she's out sanding right now, right? And she is wearing no headphones. She is listening to no stories. And I ask her, when you walk around this property doing all the things that I do, and she does it for a longer period of time with focus, what do you think? And sometimes she'll say to me something that if you are like me, you will not understand. She says... I'm not thinking about anything. I have not had that moment in my entire life. I know my dreams. I remember my dreams. I'm thinking at all times. All times. I listen to audiobooks about six hours a day for the last three weeks. I looked at my Audible stats. Today I was writing this little project for my uh, screenplay class. I was listening to a book while writing. I mean, that's nuts, right? And then I turned that off and I started listening to music while writing. I need the noise, baby. <laughs> pizza, pizza. That's little Caesar. I didn't say I need the noids, but I do need the noids. Ah, stealing freshness. Pizza's not fresh. It's a frozen pizza thing, right? No. Noids were for a commercial pizza. Domino's? Domino's. Anyway, I don't know how we came back to the noids. That's where we end up all the time. I don't like it. You don't like it. The American people don't like it. So she goes around and she doesn't have to think, but I think all the time. The whole point of that is this predestiny. Something a million years ago had to have happened to make us exist. What do we have to do with our life? What input do we have? Or is this just a really needed venture that we take on Earth to realign the energy fields in our immortal soul in a way that can only be done incarnated put another way is incarnation the way to repair the energy fields in our soul that need exercise on a planet that has gravity and resistance i.e quitting drinking getting over your relationship phobia that feels like it's been there forever getting to the level that you need to next or just being a parent or in my case not being a parent is that what it's all about? And is this contemplation that I spend all this time on thinking about eternity for men by the noids, <laughs> not Calvin Klein, is my contemplation of eternity a waste of time because I will spend a lot more time being dead than I will alive? My energy will go on and my heart will go on by like Celine Dion. <laughs> Does she have a mustard? No, that was a... Uh... The other kind of, the what is it? Mustard? Grey Poupon? Yeah. But wasn't there another mustard that sounded like Celine Dion? Dijon, that's what it is. Am I wasting my time, or time, trying to figure out eternity 
when all I should be doing is living in the moment. A part of me believes that. So then I ask the universe, was this incarnation to have the desires to do a thing that cannot be fulfilled? Is that the exercise of a thing I needed to do? And that doesn't feel right. Because that feels like when you're about to sneeze and you try and sneeze and you have like four pre-sneezes but you don't sneeze, that sucks and that's what it feels like. But you know, in your soul and your whole life. So why? And when? And then the head weasels, they go, even if you became everything you want to tomorrow, it's still taken X amount of years. Nice try. I didn't tell you my age. You know I'm 30. The coin, right? Falls on one side. This happens. Falls on the other side. That happens. The coin has fallen on the side of me living till now, so that's good. That feels purposeful. I've got that, and you've got that. you got a chance. That's true. If you're alive, you have a chance for whatever it is you're going to do. It exists. But why is that coin not landed on the side that brought me to my next step? Why did A plus B not equal C? And then what about your life? Same question. This isn't negative. It's a curiosity. It's a thought experiment. How much of a percentage is predestined? And how much of a percentage is random? Or able to be manipulated by you? I didn't become a millionaire by 30. But why do people see that in me? Was that just topical? The fact that I was driving a new car? All that nonsense? Did they just see the trappings and make a Hollywood narrative leap? You know? If he's got all this by this age, then he's going to have all that by that age. Would that make me happier? I know for a non-fact that I would be far more wealthy if I wasn't with Gina. That her lack of desire for wealth, the material stuff, was a disadvantage. Especially when I was running at 100 miles per hour towards my financial goals. And I think that junction in my life where I could have gone another direction found someone more in alignment with my career goals, could have taken me to a place where I'd have a lot more of those trappings. Two cars, nice house, fancy floors, kitchen island. It's all about the kitchen island and the infinity pool for me. I only want a kitchen island so I can go, welcome to the kitchen island. But I could have gone in that direction. But then I think, and I really try and think honestly, not just to suit my current life. I think, is that guy happier in the end? And that's the only question that matters, right? When I'm all done, I know that my wealth, prosperity, and success will come. Will I have preferred getting it in my 20s through now? Or will I have been happier that I get a way of understanding living at a campsite for five years? Getting to know my wife? Challenging the notions that I could have gone a hundred lifetimes through that I never would have challenged? Building a house out of the dirt? moving all these rocks, breaking them. I've done more creation at this place physically in construction stuff, woodwork, metalwork, off-road vehicles, off-road trailers, revamping this RV. Is that something that in my soul's journey is valuable? Or was I like a wagon repairman 200 years ago? And I'm like, I hope that I don't come back as a wagon repairman. Which is funny that I think Italian because I don't know of any old Italian movies. It's funny, I only think of the Old West, but 
200 years ago, Italy was doing something. Probably eating pizza and avoiding the Noid. What if? Don't get caught up in what if. Jet? Is it Jet or Jeff? It's Jet. Okay, don't get caught up in what if. That doesn't do you any good. That won't get you anywhere. I say all of this and you can make your own conclusion, but guess what? I'm still going towards my goals. I wrote today. Pat myself on the back. I sanded a lot too. This is like my third week of sanding. Boo-hoo. I keep going. The journey of a thousand steps starts with the first. How close am I? I would walk 100 miles just to meet a man who walked 500 miles, says that song from the 90s. But it looks like this. Almost started Jamaican. I would walk 500 miles. So how close am I to that 100 miles, 500 miles? How close am I? Is feeling being misled? Do I need to connect? Do more meditation. Have I missed those opportunities? If I go back into the map of my life at the end of this life and I sit down with, I don't know who it is. I can't even come up with a guess. Christopher Columbus. Can you imagine that? I'd be so embarrassed. They'd be like, oh, they kind of liked you down there, but now they don't. So I'm questioning you. Energy field that was Columbus. He's like, I was also this guy. I'm like, eh, whatever. It's like Hitler was a uh, figure skater in his next life. You're going to hold him responsible for that one life? You know, you only exist because of him. And there we come full circle. But am I going to sit there with uh, the guy who used to be Christopher Columbus? We're going to look over my life and I'm going to see this map and where I went on a line, horizontal line. And I'm going to go, ah, shootsy poos. I could have gone this way. I went that way. I would have been much happier with the way with the infinity pool and the yacht and all those things. That would have been more fun and doing fulfilling work to help people. Why didn't I do that? I didn't even see that as an option. Why? And they'd go, oh, ABC. Look at this. I'm like, ugh. Now I know. Send me back to Earth so I can try that again. Is that what happens? If that's the case, then I'm frustrated with me right now in a big way. But if not, then I don't know. So it's connection, right? We can establish that. Connecting with something that brings you somewhere. Connecting with someone that brings you somewhere. Connecting with a book. Connecting with a movie. Having some random happenstance move you to a connection that changes everything. How do I get that connection? Being out there more? Talking to more people? Writing my instincts? People say things like, I knew this person was going to call and they called. And you go, so what? Me too. And then they go, but you don't get it. I know when they call every time. I've predicted an earthquake before. And you go, yeah, so what? Someone says, I knew this person was going to die. I felt it. I knew this person was alive. I felt it. I knew to an exact number that these lotto numbers would come up. Tons of people have had that happen. <laughs> and it's been written about it before they actually had the winning. So who are those people? What did they do? Secret. Did you say secret or Seacrest? Seacrest. Oh, you said Seacrest. Are you saying it's the Seacrest? Secret. Is it the secret? I don't know. I've given you food for thought, and it's not fattening. And guess what? There's no animal products. Because I'm a Presbyterian? Am I a Presbyterian? Am I a Presbyterian? Presbyterian? Am I a Presbyterian or a pescat Pescatarian? I'm the guy who doesn't eat fish. I'm pretty sure that's Presbyterian. I like to give you food for thought mixed with a little bit of jet.
Because I think if presented in a heavy way, yes, there's some ponderings. But what's going to make you think about it? This is how I am and who I am and I am who I am. And I eat spinach like Popeye the Sailor Man as I had heard it, not as it's spelled. I'm doing okay. I'm a skinny guinea. I'm a small little Italian man right now. I am uh, trying my darndest to get back on some kind of fitness track, but I am also daily working on prepping our life to move on to our next adventure. Because in your life, you can make your life like many lives. You can make your own life, this life that you're living right now, like a reincarnated life. Are you the same person you were in high school? Are you the same person you were in college? Are you the same person you were in the first marriage versus the second marriage? I'm not the same person I was last year. You can reincarnate in this incarnation. If you want to, if you're doing great, keep it up. Give me a call. Tell me how you're doing it. I'm out of words. I thank you for the opportunity to give you these words. Till next time, I'm Jet Dunlap for Psychotherapy.